Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation on a topic that hopefully will allow you to sort of just sit back, kick your heels up, put your hands behind your head, and who knows, maybe even drift off to sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and joining me is... Hi, I'm Amanda Barker, as always. Amanda, thank you for being here today on The Insomnia Project. And uh, some interesting news. We're going to attempt to record an episode with your father in Florida. Oh, I didn't know. Yes. This This is hot off the press. I was not privy to this press release. So we sent him a microphone in Florida with headphones. And your mom is going to help with the tech. Okay. And we're going to do our best because our listeners have been asking for more Dan Barker episodes. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to begin by talking about making notes. Okay. Yeah. So Marco, you you pride yourself on being an expert note taker. And um, it's actually something I think that our niece has inherited. She has that gene. Right. Um, you both have your cases of of colored pencils and and markers, and so I thought it might be interesting. I I don't. I was not given the gift of precise and clean note taking for various reasons that we probably won't get into. But I'm very curious about your process and how it came to be. Okay, so I can say that, you know, taking notes for a lot of the work that we do is important because we'll have many, many Mm -hmm. pages and we have to sort of break it down to make sense for the work that we have to do. And so what I found was what helped me was to use a lot of colors, in particular, a lot of highlighters of different colors, sometimes different colored pens, um, markers, and I'll often also draw symbols. And we run into this interesting perspective when, Amanda, you borrow my notes Mm -hmm. and you see how colorful they are, especially in a professional setting. I believe that the only thing that holds you back is the lack of uh, variety in highlighters. I think if there were 25 different highlighter colors, you would absolutely employ them all. In fact, sometimes when we're missing a highlighter, I kind of go crazy trying to find the highlighter. Um... Like throughout the house, I think green. We're, is that we your have day one, planner? 
That's my day planner. Oh, wow. um, Can you hold that, that up again? Because you didn't really show it. Right. Amanda's Amanda's able to see what I'm doing, but our listeners won't be able to see it. But oh, you can okay. see. Yeah. And uh, so there's different, like I just highlight, and this is just my day timer. It's not even taking notes, but I'll highlight and use different colors and symbols and whatnot. And so that allows me to immediately see important items within the notes. Well, the so for reason, me, they stand up. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, all, yeah. um, the reason I wanted you to hold it up so I could see it is I was trying to count the number of colors. Okay. And so, how, how many did you get? Were you well, able to I see? saw a yellow. There's lots of pink. Then there's yellow surrounded by pink. There's yellow surrounded by an aqua or a blue. There's a full orange. Um, there's orange and then there's orange surrounded by yellow. Yes. That's a, that's a sampling just of the highlighters. And then there's different symbols like circles, rectangular, rectangles, squares. Lines. Lines. Yeah. I do a lot of that. And that lets it stand out for me. But I'm often teased by my colleagues who will look at my work and say, you know, um, this is like, like what's going on? It looks like, you know, a child has been scribbling on your, on your notes. Well, in contrast, I'm just going to show you mine that I made earlier today, Marco. A couple it, of scratches on a, <laughs> on a yellow sticky. On a sticky tab. Yeah. Those are intelligent scratches though. Sure. Fair enough. Listen, I'm, <laughs> I don't, what works for you works for you, but we often get into these moments of like, funny moments when people look at my notes and I also will employ um, a system called anchoring to help remember mm -hmm. certain key, key things that have to be remembered. So if you uh, could explain that, I think that's, yeah, it's a tough one to explain, but the way I know it anyways, is you anchor certain keywords to, in my case, I do it to certain parts of the body. So I'll start with my toe. So I will anchor a key phrase or keyword to my toe. And then I'll go to my ankle. I'll anchor another key phrase. I'll go to my knee and I'll anchor another uh, key phrase. And I'll work it all the way up, I think, to my chin is where I go to. And uh, or to the top of my head, chin, and then the top of my head. And what I will do is if I need to recall it, I kind of tap my toe and I'll think, okay, what is the word associated with that? And let's say it's proximity. And I know that proximity represents the proximity to some work that needs to be done mm -hmm. um, in a certain part of the world, let's say, right? So if I tap my toe to the ground and I think proximity, I will recall all that other stuff. And if I um, think of my ankle, and I know that I go from my toe to my ankle, and I know that uh, associated with my ankle is... Um, you know, the competition is fierce, right? So I'll mm -hmm. have that little tiny phrase there. And then I can talk about the competition in the particular space that we're talking about. And so I do this all the way up. And so I end up re retaining, let's say, nine key pieces of information that unfold to more uh, detailed items that I need to recall. So the first time, I think, really, that I remember anyway, really borrowing your notes and needing them Mm -hmm. relying on them um, because I was sort of last minute into a, into a thing that you had been doing for quite a long time. And you yes. had very uh, fine tuned notes uh, because you hone them every time you do something. They're not, right. they're a mal constant malleable piece of clay that you're fine tuning and then refine tuning. 
And so I had your most updated, but when I had the first page, it was a series of illustrations of body parts. So there was a foot and an ankle, a toe, an elbow. Um, So it didn't stick in my brain quite the same way. It's stuck in yours. I'm more likely to use colors, like colors of the rainbow would stick in my brain. I see. Um, Yeah, it's just a different type of of brain. I, I always say that... LA for me, for example, is a very, those who know it and drive it is very easy to remember where everything is. And for my brain, New York is extremely hard because it's all numbers. I see. Yeah. So colors would work for me versus body parts. I'm not sure why, but um, yeah, you're constantly, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll have um, a thing that you're doing that you need to study for and say it's a two or three day thing or even a one day thing. Sure. Uh, a role play or whatever. And mm-hmm. when you're done, you'll revise your notes to tailor it to make them even more specific and more detailed. So you're never, you never stop really with your note taking. And I tend to use a lot of cue cards for the work that I mm-hmm. do. I always have, we always have a bunch of cue cards in the house because I never know when I'm going to need to use cue cards. Have you always been like that? Is there somebody you could sort of credit with with making you a great note taker? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think in my school years I was that great a note taker. I think if I had that system in place, I would have been much better, to be quite honest with you. I think um, I think it was when I started to do this work that required, let's say, two, de- two days of research and two days of work, especially overseas where, you know, you're on a plane. I think I was starting to make detailed notes and it kind of, it kind of sort of clicked for me on what was going to work. But I know that like I've always been a doodler. So I will doodle mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll still be listening listening, but I'll doodle. So I find that a lot of my notes have a doodle-esque sort of look and feel to them. And that sort of helps me too. They're certainly animated. Yes. And colorful. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm surprised. I, I thought that was something you had developed in high school or university. No. no. Oh, interesting. No, I wasn't a particularly great. Perhaps in university more, it started to come out, uh, but not to the degree of which it is today, where I always have to have highlighters. And if a highlighter uh, lays uncapped in the house, I'm always in fear that I won't have that color. Yeah, that's that's on me. I try to cap them, but they don't. the cap doesn't always... Find make, its way. <laughs> make it back on. I have a few highlighters next to me up here. I love it. Um, so that's that's my note taking. But I wanted to sort of dive into something mm. that is kind of a continuation of an episode that we had done on tiny houses and how much you were getting into tiny houses. Now you seem to have come from tiny houses and sort of gone into another another cool sort of rabbit hole, if you will. And I'll tell you, it's been my place in my mind to relax. So it's my go-to place, even as I am trying to fall asleep, Sure, I will walk myself through the rooms of, well, a tiny house or the spaces and things and choose each thing. Um, I found it's been really helpful to relax me and, 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 and I do find I don't stay awake to the end of the, the house. And so now I've gotten even smaller with vans. So I haven't made it to minivan, but I'm more in a cube van house kind of phase. And what are those called? I don't know. Van Reno 
Oh, van van, or van restoration, they're often called. You'll see videos, and I've seen a lot of them, where it's sort of tiny home in a, and then they'll give the dimensions of the van or the make of the van. Um, It's gotten to the point where I know what vans make what kind of homes. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. So different different vans make different styles of tiny homes? Yeah. For example, um, you know, I don't want to, we're not here to plug any certain company, but there's one company I saw. Uh, they were actually on Shark Tank, which you and I enjoy, and yes. uh, they're called Boho Camper Vans. Okay. So I started looking at all of their models just to dream about having a van, which has become my new daydream. And uh, they, all of their models are for a Toyota, a brand of a Toyota Ram van. Okay. Yeah. So that's what they deal in. But there's a lot of Mercedes and so on. So it I just see. depends on the make of the Fords. Um, but generally speaking, they follow similar things where they have um, a, a gray water system. Most of them have a sink. Um, I would say some of them at least have an indoor shower of oh, some really? kind. In a yeah. van? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and then the, they'll have like a composting toilet either inside sort of like the little shower stall uh, that you can sort of move around or some will have a composting toilet inside a bench that you open up. Um, And then if it's surrounded by metal, you can kind of take a shower in that little bench as well. Some have showers that attach to the back door. So you'd have an outside shower. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. in my opinion, not so conducive to living in Canada. Okay. But a lot of these people that have their social media media followings where they live all year round in a van tend to be in the southern US, Australia, places that have access to a, a warmer climate where and some and enough desolate area that taking an outdoor shower um is conducive. Is conducive. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. So what would be in your ideal van house, is that what you'd call it? Van conversion. Van conversion. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't sure what it's called. It sounds it sounds like I'm saying a Dutch name, van house. But yeah. okay, in your van conversion, what would that look like? I think it would probably, the, the sliding door would reveal um, on the other side of it, part of my kitchen. Okay. The swinging counter that would swing all the way out. Um, so that I would have increased counter space for cooking and prepping. It would have a small oven and a two burner stove. Um, it would have a nice backsplash, uh, maybe some mermaid tiles or scale tiles. Cause I'm, uh, I was arabesque for a long time and I love a subway tile too, but right now I'm feeling the, uh, the mermaid tiles. Okay. It, across from that in the van, it would have a shower. And uh, with a composting toilet in there, with a side vent for the for the air of the composting toilet to be let out as you drive. Um, and then if you continued on, it would have, I think my ideal configuration would actually be a Murphy bed situation oh, okay. strapped in with a very thin uh, but firm sort of foam mattress so that it doesn't take up a ton of space. So how, how big can the bed be? In you a van. can, you can, well, one of the configurations I saw, you sort of have a double bed, but 
if you can imagine it's strapped to the side and when it is, you have a shelf and a table and chair set up. So a little place for you to work, a little place sort of like a kitchen table with some benches. And then the Murphy bed comes out and the pillows flatten so that it becomes like a queen bed with this with a seam down it. So it I would see. be a, a double bed or a queen if you use the additional space when you flatten out the pillows, if that makes okay. sense, from your table chair setup. But do you need a special mattress? Like do you need a thinner mattress? Or is it just a, a Usually regular- a foam mattress is okay. your best bet. One of the ones that you would sort of order that's in a everywhere. Box. Yeah. Like, you know, like a Casper mattress sure. would be a great mattress for that, for example. Mm-hmm. Or an wow. M- Yeah. That's good. That's fantastic. So, so that sounds like there's a lot of things in this van conversion. Like, I didn't think you could get all those things in there a, a stove, an oven, mm-hmm. a shower, mm-hmm. and a, um, and a bed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you're driving, is one person driving and one person cooking or, or well, that's doing another things? thing about the um that's another thing about the um the um the uh, the driving situation. So okay. you would have um the person who's the passenger has a swivel chair, so it would be a normal passenger chair, but then it would swivel around um, so that you'd have extra seating area. So for example, if you and I were living in the van, which I plan to, and I hope you don't mind. I have no desire to do that, but sure, (laughs) let's go on. If you and I were living in the van, Mm -hmm. um, I would swivel, you know, if I was cooking, you could swivel around in a passenger chair and that would be a nice seat for when I was cooking dinner. And then we could take mm-hmm. it to the back, to the kitchen table. And then when we're done dinner, we could pull the Murphy bed down and watch some TV. It's See, it will all work. Where's the kitchen table? You never mentioned a kitchen yes. table. So if you can imagine the kitchen, okay. as I set it up, and across from it, the bathroom, uh, which is a shower stall with a toilet in it. All but there's no life. fridge in this kitchen, right? There's no. Oh yes, room. there's a bar oh, fridge. Yes. Okay. Yes. There's a under the sink. Okay. So if you are to walk through the sliding door to your immediate left, mm-hmm. well, okay. If you were to walk through the sliding door, on your right would be where the driver and the passenger is. Okay. Then to your immediate left is the kitchen. So that includes a two burner stove, a, a small bar fridge. There's different okay. opinions about fridges in the van community, but I think I would still want a small or maybe a bit of a deeper bar fridge, which would have a little freezer unit so you could freeze a few things. Then uh, a fairly deep, small but deep sink so you could wash dishes. And then a swinging counter so you have more counter space to prep. And then uh, across from it, the bathroom. And then if you keep walking to the back of the van, there's a, a table with benches, pat like cushioned benches on both okay. sides, perhaps in the back, perhaps not, but at least on both sides so that you can okay. work, play a board game, read sure. a, a table and, and, and benches. And then the Murphy bed is strapped into the left side, same side that the kitchen is on, and you unstrap it so it comes down to sleep. And then you crawl and have a the coziest night's sleep with a nice back window of the mountains or the beach or whatever it is that you, that you found. And that's your home. 
Okay, so I'm going to throw a wrench into your little your little design here. Okay, and I should say the mattress. It could be ND, it could be Casper, any of the foam mattresses. Sure, any of those mattresses. Mm-hmm. I think there's a purple one. I forget that one's what that one's called. But mm-hmm. let me ask you this: Where do your clothes go? Because I know you have a lot of clothes, and I'm just curious: Where do my clothes go? Of which I also have a lot. Well, you have less clothes in your van life, but. Um, they would go, you'd have storage under those benches in the kitchen. So okay. inside those benches is completely storage. And there's also, it's all raised a little bit. So there's some storage under the kitchen table and benches, like a little shelf. And that's where the solar power batteries go. And that's where the gray water tank goes. If you want an outdoor shower hookup, that's where it would go. And in my ultimate van conversion, you have a ladder that goes up to the roof of the van and some cedar planks on the top of the van. And you have a deck that you can sit on on the top of the van. So the top of the van becomes both solar panels to power the van and power all the electricity in the van. And then a a beautiful deck that you can enjoy. You can have both. You can have a deck and solar powers. Yeah, you can. You can have a half deck and half solar. Oh, okay. But because you can't step on the solar panels, right? No, yeah. They'd have to be sort of, you'd have like two or three by the front, and then the rest would be deck. In my, since you're asking for my dream van, sure, this is my course. dream van. Um, and yeah, so the clothing, obviously, you'd have less, a, f- a lot less. So they would be under the, they would be inside the benches. And then also, because it's a raised platform that the kitchen table and benches is on, in that, underneath that platform. Um, you'd put the solar battery, the gray water tank, and then you'd have a bit more storage as well. And around the perimeter of the van, okay, around the top part of the van, there's all storage. So upper cabinets, they're oh, small, I see. but like for okay. a few dishes, a different sure. pair of shoes, umbrella, and maybe there's a plant or two hanging as well. Okay. And that's so, my new home. Goodbye. All right. I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, I guess you would just need the staples of a wardrobe, the few staples that, yeah. Okay. So you'd want, um, and a lot of people wash their clothes in the van as well, because they do have a tank. A lot of them have like a 25 gallon tank for for their gray water and they change it out at places where you do that campgrounds or so on. So, um, you know, just depending, but, um, yeah, you'd want your staples. You'd want a pair or two of pants, something to sleep mm-hmm. in. Sure. Yeah. It would become a capsule wardrobe. There's no right. question about that, but that's van life, Marco. I guess it is. Our, I guess it is. And it's our new life. I don't know about that. I don't know. Where would I podcast from? There's no podcasting area in this van of yours. Yeah. I've thought of that. And our, our dear friend, Marilla Wex, who does a lot of- She's uh, been on the podcast. Yeah. She has. Yeah. She's done a lot of voice work. She's the one who's who's been my gateway into vans and she's really studying them as well. So I think she's um, thinking about figuring out a studio contraption. I think your best bet actually would probably be in the driver with all these things I've mentioned without sacrificing any of them. I think your best bet is there's a few things you could do, but I think your best bet is in the front, like in the passenger side and or driver passenger side, but you'd have to have, um, uh, foam or something that you could line it all with that you'd take down obviously when you're driving and not in use. So it would double as, driver and passenger, but then it would become a studio. 
So No, yeah. I disagree. I th- the only way I could see it is when you bring the Murphy bed down, mm-hmm. if you have like a curtain of sound absorbing cloth that you sort of pull out and pull around. Oh, that might the, be a better. The bed, almost like, you know, when you have a bathtub and you want to take a shower there and they have like um, yeah. an oval, an oval rack yeah. with, with a, with a curtain that you can pull well, we around. We could do that. We could do that. Okay. The only thing is we wouldn't be able to sit, you know, you'd, you'd only have so much headroom. So that would be the only thing. Or you sacrifice your indoor bathroom. You have a composting toilet in there if you want, okay. um, but you sacrifice your indoor bathroom and you just have the outdoor shower and that would give you a little bit of extra space to do that. Maybe like a, a bench that when you open it, it's the toilet and then when you close it, it then becomes like you said, a curtained off little space. So that would be another way to do it. Wow. Well, you certainly have all the answers, Amanda, with regards to van living. I never thought I'd... I'd I now I guess this uh, a tiny home seems like a mansion to you <laughs> when you think about it in comparison to your van conversion. Well, the next stop for me once I've fully exhausted all my van life daydreams is probably going to be houseboats. That's probably the next stop. <laughs> I just wa- I just watched a a uh, news clip from someone who had a 1920s ferry that oh my would goodness. go across the Ottawa River that he he converted into a houseboat. Oh, and he has a stove. He has a wood-burning stove on the houseboat. I want to see this video. Maybe our listeners do, but I definitely do. Mm-hmm. So please send it to me. So you would want to live on a houseboat. You would have no problem with that. No problem. No, I would love it. On the water? Yeah. Or in a sailboat? I'm not sure. Okay. I have, I, like I said, I haven't fully let go of van life. When I do, it'll be houseboat life, but I'm not quite there with houseboat life yet. But, could you, could but I'm certainly you ha- dabbling. I'm dabbling in houseboats right now. Could you have both? Could you have your vehicle is a van conversion and your home is your houseboat? Yeah, I'm sure. Or you, does that make no sense to you? You absolutely could. I don't know what you do with your your house house in all of this. I mean, I think for people who do this, it's because they want to live a, a more frugal and sustainable and simple life. Well, that's what I figured. I figured that becomes your home. You no longer have a, you know, brick and mortar house. You now have a um, plank and plank and vessel boathouse or a wheels and steering wheel van conversion house. I haven't figured out the longevity of any of these plans. Right now, I'm just dreaming about a three-month jaunt, not a life change. So, so are th- are there not rentals? Is there not a van conversion rental that there one There is. Get? And Boho Camper Vans, who are getting a lot of uh, love from us today, Plug, yeah. they, uh, they do rent their vans. A lot do, but they do rent their vans. Well, the only thing I find is it's not – I don't know that it's – it's a bit cost-prohibited. As far as I'm concerned, like it might be, it's probably cheaper the longer you go, which makes sense because you'd want to go long if you have a van with all those amenities. So it's that, you know, where you're driving across, you know, uh, several states or the country or whatever it is. So for you and I, I mean, if we could find a cost efficient way to do it, it, I think it'd be a great way to, to drive across the prairies and to see more of the West coast because there's lots I haven't seen. I see. So that's my that's my current dream. And also mm-hmm. because 
all of our travel, of course, currently is is within Canada. So sure. there's lots of things I'd love to kind of go deeper and explore in my home, in my in my home, my home country. There you go. Well, mm-hmm. Amanda, that's been a fascinating tour. Um, from my highlighted pens, uh, which now I don't feel so bad that I buy so many of them, um, compared to your, we're going to live in a van all of a sudden. Not all of a sudden. It's been a long time. <laughs> thinking about it every night that's what i think about well tell us what your van or houseboat dreams are here at the insomnia project thank you for listening and please follow us on our social media and amanda thank you for this 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 tour grand tour of thank these you thank you for taking me to my happy my happy place we hope this podcast brings you to your happy place and hopefully that happy place it involves a bit of sleep. Until the next time, we hope you were able to listen and sleep.